0: please visit jcastnetwork.org.
1: Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I'm Rabbi Yudsteyer, and today we're studying Duff Chet 8 of the first parak of Tractate Nedarim. So we know that a person who makes an oath and then fails to fulfill the conditions of one's oath is liable for a sin offering. Now, our Gemara on Duff Chet starts with a rhetorical question Nine she nishba'in l'kayem et ha-mitzvah. For where do we know that one may swear an oath to fulfill a mitzvah? And Rav Gidel, who is bringing this uh, saying, he brings a proof text from Psalms, from uh, chapter 119 and verse 106. Nishpati ve'akayema lishmo mishpatei I swore and will fulfill to keep your righteous laws. So, Mishpatei Tzitkecha here is assumed to be referring to the mitzvot. Okay, but can you actually swear an oath to fulfill a mitzvah? And what would happen if you failed to fulfill it? Would you be, for instance, liable for a sin offering? The Gemara immediately challenges that notion by pointing out the halo doesn't the person making the oath, doesn't that person already stand under the obligation from haSinai? This means that, with the event at Sinai, when we received the Torah, did not all present, uh, meaning all the uh, all the generations present at ha Sinai, accepted the Torah but also all future generations of Israelites as well. And they too are as bound to the Torah as was the generation that witnessed the events at Sinai. So if the person is already under the Sinairic obligation, how can he or she make an oath? So the Gemara gives Rav Gidel's view a slightly different twist. Elaha mashmalan Rather, this is what it comes to teach us. This is what he really meant to say. It is permitted for a person to motivate oneself, making an oath for something that a person is obligated for already, but simply in order to increase one's motivation to fulfill it. Which would mean, in that case, there are no legal strings attached, if one fails to do so. Right, so the Rav Gidel Amar Rav. Rav Gidel says in Rav's name, someone makes the oath to get up early in the morning to study this specific tractate, for instance, Talmud or Mishnah or whatever. So Rav Gidel says that person made a Neder Gadol, a great vow. But again, how can they be? We are all under the obligation from Sinai to study Torah. An oath cannot take effect upon another oath. It cannot be that Rav Gidl taught this for the reason of motivating oneself. For we have learned this already from the previous teaching that he brought. So this one here comes to teach us that by Torah law, a person is only obligated to recite at the Shuma morning and evening. But this oath here goes over and beyond the the bare minimum requirement. Therefore, the Gemara says, this Shwa is indeed effective. So this is also the opinion of the Ram, Rabbenisi. The Shwa is indeed effective, and it doesn't matter if this was a Shwa to refrain from a lotase or if it was a Shwa to fulfill a Mitzvahaseh. If one fails to fulfill the oath, the person is liable. But the Ramban, Nachmanides, he writes that a shvua cannot obligate a person to fulfill what is already commanded in the Torah, or to refrain from what is already forbidden. But the Ramban, he says, okay, such a shvua, although it has no power of itself because it's a shvua, al shvua, at least it does not constitute pronouncing God's name in vain, which we know would be a big problem. So it seems to me that the sages here were very much aware of, uh, you know, of that we're all human, and fulfilling the mitzvot is challenging at times. You know, all kinds of things come in between, and one might forget the one thing or another. And it seems that they here accepted, therefore, that even though one cannot obligate oneself with an oath to something that one is already obligated or forbidden to do so, but rather in the interest of motivating yourself, they were willing to overlook this and accept that a person might make an oath to motivate oneself to be more diligent in fulfilling the mitzvah.